0: You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, It's Complicated.
1: Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The
2: struggle is real when you're
1: dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen.
0: And I am Rob.
1: So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain
2: pic on the socials, Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them.
0: Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game.
1: Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend.
0: Breaking up is hard to do. Even when it's your choice, it just plain sucks. The hard part about it is it has to be extreme most of the time in order to move on and separate in a healthy way. That's what makes it so tough. Having to go from spending so much time consistently on intimate relationship and a loving moments with people to nothing, no contact, zero, completely cut off. So even when you know it's the right thing, the transition period is so hard. Was the last breakup situation hard for you guys? What was the last breakup situation you had?
2: I had a horrible breakup situation before I met James, the guy I'm with now. It a Jen was like there for me through the whole thing. It was so he it was like the reason why it was horrible is cuz the relationship was um Toxic, right, Jen? It was just like this dude was not good, and it was like this really like super highs, 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 and then really, really low, low, lows. And I had to like find out that he was like dating other people while he was dating me, even though which is would normally be fine if you were open about that. But he was making it out like.
0: Was it hard for a breakup for you because? You were hurt because of what he did, but not the actual separating. You, you you were glad to get away from him, right?
2: Well, yes. It's weird because when you're in a toxic bond like that, that's actually what it's called. Um, it's really hard to break free from. So you would think logically, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be with that person because they're an asshole. But that's what made it really hard. So at the same time, which was I, I don't know, we weren't even together that long. It was like a couple of months, but it just sucked because it seemed really intense at first, and then it. Sort of burnt out fast. And I think those types of relationships are a little bit of like a red flag, but it just made the separation really hard, even though it wasn't very long. So that kind of sucked. Jen, I mean. Well,
1: also, like a toxic relationship comes with the toxic breakup. It doesn't come with yes. like some sort of like fluffy dancing. It and- wasn't.
2: Nobody was like, let's talk about this maturely. It was like a horrible no. breakup. You know how this is how it ended, you guys. You know what he said to me? Have a nice life and hung the phone up like in second grade, like you're in second grade. Have a nice life. It'll
1: never, it'll never not be so memorable. I think it, it still is triggering even for me just being there for the ride. But I think to your, <laughs> you know, like question, Rob, wouldn't you think you'd want to get away? But I think that's like kind of the messed up situation of these relationships is that it affects your psyche so deeply and it makes you question your value. It makes you question your contribution. It makes you question what you did for this person to be this way. It makes you wonder if you did enough for them to then seek other people. You have to look inward because you don't get answers from the person who's loony so all you're left with is the pieces of your soul to pick back up and put back together
0: so it's more of a rejection thing for you guys whereas like like my experience with it is like if i'm with somebody for a certain amount of time and they suck and it, like there's a toxic toxicity there then i'm ready to get away and then i'm done like see ya you say bye i say bye i never have to see your face again also don't talk to my friends but like
2: huh, yeah well good luck with that one cuz some ex exes
0: are like that. Right. Exactly. That but, sucks. but mine are like when it's, when I have told somebody I love them or I'm in the relationship and I, and I come from a theory of like, if you're in it and you tell somebody you feel that way, you know, then you, you do everything you can to fight for it. And when that other person turns on you and walks away, there's a, there's a, it's like a, It's like a loss. It's like a death.
1: Well, Rob and Lauren, you were both there for my really toxic relationship, actually. That's how I know Rob in the first place. And so you would think I'm a super sound, sane gal who is very type A and cuts shit when it's bad and doesn't take shit from anyone and can see through the crap. That's what you would think. But well, I agree,
0: I agree with, with most of that. With, right. I'll, I'll just say like 80% of that.
1: Okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> I'm a B student anyway. It's not a big deal. So um, it's above average. It's still above average, Jen. Right. And that's all I heard was above. So you would think that I would have ran from that person, but I didn't because of the nature of a relationship that we were deeply involved in, so you might have seen the outside version, which I was complaining about, or he was doing whatever the hell he was, which was not being in a relationship with me outwardly, but to me, he was telling me all these things and spewing things about the future and about why I should stick it out and dangling a carrot where there were really no carrots to be caught or eaten, whatever you do with carrots so it's just you know i I was in this situation, and it was unlike me characteristically but it took a long time to get out of and then way longer to heal from I mean I'm still triggered by that person to this day and we were only together two and a half hellish years so
2: breakups are inevitable they happen to all of us and we all have made mistakes trying to get through them we're we're all aware of that but I'm wondering we're all wondering why isn't there a class on how to do this if it's something that like we all need to know how to get through Thankfully, there are people like Claire Byrne, aka The Heartbreak Coach, who recognize the need for a one-stop shop to help navigate the excruciating pain of heartbreak, and she is here to teach us how to move on. She's going to tell us about her heartbreak story, what she thinks the first thing you need to do when your heart is broken, and how to stop wanting him or her back and find someone else better.
1: Claire took what she learned from her tireless efforts to heal her most debilitating heartbreak and find the love of her life and turned it into a service that now helps women stop wanting Mr. or Ms. Wrong back and find someone better. She's the resident heartbreak coach for Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle site, Push. Other publications she's written for include Men's Health, Britain Co., Medium, and Molly Sims' lifestyle site, Finally, you can check out Claire's own weekly podcast, "Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better," on all major platforms.
0: She's making breaking up not hard to do. Welcome to the show, Claire.
3: Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be here. It is really fun to have you. It's weird. To, it's weird that it's fun to talk about heartbreak.
2: I know. <laughs> It but is. it's it's definitely a necessity. I mean, everyone needs to know how to handle this kind of a thing. I do not know why it's not like drivers ed in high school and how to get over heartbreak. That should be a class.
0: I'm I'm I get excited about like having psychics and stuff on the show because I'm really into that and therapists and everything, but I'm really excited to get into this. This is going to be fun because I feel like I'm getting a cheat sheet.
1: Yeah. Wait, actually, Rob, I, if if my memory serves me correctly, at one point you did go through a breakup and you sought out information about how to heal from a heartbreak.
0: I did. Yeah. And it was life-changing. I went through a, like a really bad heartbreak. I had just lost my dad at the same time. So it was like double down on just complete loss. And this person, it was one of those situations where I had gone out with them the night before, my best friend the night before. And told him that if I was still together with this person in four months, I was going to propose. And then I came home and the next morning she got up and I was like, aren't you supposed to be at work? She's like, uh, I'm actually called out. Cause I'm going to go. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to go? She's like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to, I'm breaking up with you. People are coming to get my stuff in like half an hour. Bye. And I was like, what? And I lost it. I just went down to the, the dark hole, the dark hole. I mean, that's an
2: extreme situation, Claire. I mean, like some people, I just talked about a breakup where it was like a really tumultuous relationship for a short time. It was like three months. And it was somebody that I knew for a really long time. And then we started dating and it was like really high highs and low lows. And then we broke up and it was hard because it was toxic. But that Rob, that is on another freaking level. Like Is the plan, the first thing to do for a breakup, like I'm talking about, the same thing that Rob, like you would tell Rob to do? Because that seems like a different story.
3: That's such a good question. You know, I have experienced both. I've experienced, I mean, not like the drastic, I'm moving out shock. Like there's usually the buildup of knowing that it's going to end or wanting it to work so badly and being madly in love and thinking that that person is my person. And also those short lived, which I think a lot of people, especially now with online dating being so common, right? That you can meet people much quicker and people are... All, I think there's a tendency to look for the best thing, the perfect person now more than ever with the with how common and, and easy it is to meet people now more than ever. And so my process is still the same, but I'm in the best relationship of my life and he's definitely the love of my life. And I, we've been together for almost two years or over two years. But if he was to just break up with me tomorrow and say we're done. I mean, I I will say that I think it will it would despite the fact that I'm a heartbreak coach and I have my process. I mean, one of the most important parts of the process is to let yourself grieve. But sometimes I've really grieved for a long period of time over someone that I've been with for six weeks. I also think the older that we get, the more clear we are on who we are and what we want. And then a lot of us are more ready to settle down quicker. And so then you've already thought in your brain about the future and fantasize it and maybe you even you've even talked about it and then all of a sudden it's not there and then you're like oh I'm this age now I've got to start over again and so it's it's hard to say and I think it's unfair when people say oh well you were only with him for 6 weeks like I always say come to me heartbroken because it's not about the length of the relationship it's about what you're feeling and experiencing
0: There's like a secret sauce that you have that's like, it doesn't matter if you're coming from like Lauren and Jen and I were just talking and Lauren's example was like she said, like three months. And I was like, but didn't you want to get away from that guy? You know, whereas I was like planning marriage with a two and a half year living relationship. So, but you're saying like, come to me. Doesn't matter what it is. Read my, come to my, do my course, you know, read my, my stuff. And I have the secret sauce that cures all. It's like the garlic for I don't
1: know, or for, for cooking. <laughs> also, I mean, yeah. to that and what you were saying about the time not mattering. It's just the fact that you're heartbroken. Do you dive at all into why it is you are heartbroken by the situation? Because, like, maybe you shouldn't be at all, and you're kind of screwed up on your own. And you should really be like, you should have kicked that guy to the curb or the girl, whatever it is. Like,
3: maybe there's you're broken. Oh my gosh, there's so many questions in there. I'm like, which one do I want to sing my team to? Welcome to my world. It's all happening. I would say I never want any of my clients or myself, God forbid I was ever to experience that again, or for any of you like the reason why i do what i do is because i was with truly i think one of the most horrific humans on the planet and i'm totally at peace with it now and the writing was on the wall before i even like went into the relationship but i think it's a really slippery slope to be like you shouldn't be o- you shouldn't be heartbroken over this person like i think the worst thing you can say to someone when they're heartbroken is you dodged a bullet girlfriend because it's like you're feeling like ass. And you know, you might know, are we allowed to curse on this? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. You might know that he's the biggest fucking dick on the planet, but you still want him back. And so a big part of the process too is if my process is really letting go of the shame for how long it's taking for you to get over him, no matter how much of a big dick or bitch the person is like, let's just work on what your thoughts are about him and your thoughts are about you, not being worthy enough, lovable enough, whatever it is. So I think, again, it's not really about the person. So if you're having heartbroken feelings over that person, it's all created from your brain. You have thoughts about the person. You have thoughts about the person leaving you. And so we just get to look at them and investigate them because that person's just a mirror of how you're feeling about yourself. And I mean, I love how... Rob said, too, that it's like I have this secret sauce. I don't even think that anything that I say here is going to be mind-blowing today. It's just that I organized it in such a way that it doesn't feel so overwhelming. And like, I have no idea what to fucking do here. And I'm never going to get out of this. And this feels st- way too painful, way too overwhelming. I can't even put it into words. I'm never going to get over him. I'm never going to find love. And you know, just getting all in your way. And like, you know, that there's stuff about you that attracted this you to this person. But it's like, one of the biggest questions that I get all the time is how do I stop attracting unavailable people? And I'm always saying, you've got to look at how you're unavailable to yourself. And then everyone's like, I'm, I'm available to myself. And it's like, I know you're not because you're pining for this person who no longer wants you back. Now, everything is very nuanced, right? When you're initially gut-wrenched, like Rob was, of course you have to feel that pain, right? just as I said before. then eventually, as you process the pain and feel the grief, and I talk about lots of different ways to do it, and it's going to be different for every person. Um, after that, then we get to the mindset work. Then we start looking at your story about you the other person, the relationship, what worked, what didn't work, what you would do differently next time. What did you learn now in hindsight? Everyone says I'm blindsided, but Rob, I'd be curious when you look back, was there writing on the wall with time and space and deep reflection on her walking out?
0: Yeah. I mean, we were obviously fighting. We had stuff going on. There was There were, we were, we were, we were fighting over stuff that was like our, we had an age difference, not as big as the girls always say I have, but like, it was a, it was still an age difference. And, um, we were fighting about little stuff that was like respect and, you know, little things, little things that come with like two and a half years. And you've been with somebody for a long time. Yeah. Um, and looking back on it, yeah, there was definitely writing on the wall per se, but what that caused me to do was. And this is funny that you, you've been saying, like, reflecting on yourself, because one of the things that I learned, it, it, I had to go searching for something. I had to go find something. I was like, why did this happen? Why, why did she leave? You know, what's wrong with me type yeah. deal? And then I realized that it isn't about that. It's more about taking your power back. Like I, I went to, see, this is before TikTok and before Instagram and you can promote yourself and like, you know, YouTube was verified and people could like believe in stuff like that. So like I, I found something online that was kind of like a heartbreak person, but he was like to get the answer, subscribe to my thing, you know, or do, or like pay me a hundred dollars and whatever. And I was in such a alcoholic place at that point that like, I was like, fine, I did it. And the, he said one thing that changed my entire way of thinking, which was, I think it's a Gandhi quote, quote. who said, um, "No one can hurt you without your permission." Mm. And I was like, "Fuck yes!"
2: That's a you great You know, point. like
0: I'm giving that person the permission to ha- to to dictate how I feel. That's not cool.
3: And then what people... I love that, Rob. And then what people often do, I often see my clients doing this is for sure. What I did is that then you do all the healing on that and then you get back out there again and you let that past story dictate how hard it's going to be in the future. And you let that past story make you anticipate that someone's going to do the same thing to you again, right? So it's very tricky and nuanced. And even still with that, right, no one can hurt you unless you give them permission, which I'm probably botching the way that that was beautifully said. But um, I think it's important in the initial grief to let that person hurt you, right? Because when we then go, well, fuck that you know, I'm not letting them, I'm going to take my power back. Then you're pushing it down and not letting the grief come up. So there's still that time that you have to, like you loved her, right? Mm. Of course, you're going to let her hurt you, right? So you have to move through that. And I think that that's when people are like, heartbreak coach, cool. Or, oh my gosh, yes, fix my pain. And I'm like, no, no, no. We have to go through the pain first and then rewrite the story. Do
0: Do you also see yourself as like a grieving coach? Do you know what I mean?
3: I mean, grief for sure is a part of the process. I don't think I've ever in the six years that I've been doing this thought of myself as that, but for sure. I mean, I just had a new client come in. I have a couple of different offers for for people who want to work with me, but my one big offer, like probably mainstream is my one-year group program and people can, can join whenever they want. And so I had a brand new girl. She does so much work on herself and has is working with a therapist for years. She's actually in self-help in the self-help field as well. But I think she was drawn to the program cuz she's just like, let's do the work. Let's change the story. Let's go go go. But you could I could see that she was so amped up, right? And going a mile a minute that I kept asking her to slow down and just come into the body. Can you feel the pain right now? And she kept wanting it to be up here versus coming into it. And she was very aware that she was doing it, but it took multiple times and it's like she came to the call wanting to get out of her pain. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to experience it together before we work on that. I know I'm repeating myself, but I do think that that is such a huge part of the process of, of someone who is an expert in grief specifically, whether it's like the loss of a loved one passing on, it's like really allowing it to move through you. I mean, I also believe that that's where disease manifests yeah. and other really terrible things can happen when we're not. And I grew up Irish Catholic. I'm from Ireland. I'm hundred percent Irish and everything is brush under the rug. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you've got this like yogi, emotional person that's like, I have feelings that need to be (laughs) expressed. My parents don't know what to do with me or my brothers, but it's so important because I think that also was what came up for me was just like, you like yell at each other and then you just like get back to normal or you brush it under the rug. And With this work, it's really like feeling the sadness. Yeah, you made it brought up
2: such a good point, Claire. When people are like, "Oh, you dodged a bullet," like I, I was told that with this toxic relationship. It's like, yeah, I know I fucking dodged a bullet, but I also am feeling the way. It doesn't make what I'm feeling any less. So, moving through the pain is like you have to do that. And the, a lot of people think, I, I'm sure like, uh, okay, I'm going to contact Claire, so I don't have to deal with the pain, but yes. you have to deal with it. So, but really quick though, because I'm sure that that last horrible relationship that you just brought up is probably kind of what inspired this whole starting this business. So tell everyone so they can relate because we're all- His name? <laughs> yeah, his name <laughs> and, if and how want
1: to, and send his address.
3: We'll get him. Don't worry.
0: Get his address, his Amazon Prime. I'm sure that still comes I up. I
3: have to crack up because I don't want to sound too obnoxious or cocky here, but I've created a really successful business doing this. And it just makes me laugh so hard <laughs> because 10 years ago, and a lot of people in my circle know exactly who I'm talking about. And he knows. That like, you can't, you have to be living under a rock if you weren't to know just because of our, like, all the weaved in mutual people, right? So um, it just, it, it kind of, you know, it's like the revenge when you don't need it anymore. But thank you, sir.
2: <laughs> yes, revenge body, but now it's a successful business. So what, tell us your heartbreak story so you, you can extract like what inspired you to become the heartbreak coach now.
3: So It's a great question. To be clear, that all unfolded 10 years ago. I didn't start working on becoming a coach until six years ago. I got my coach training and I really didn't even think at that time that I was ever going to call it heartbreak coaching or now it's evolved into heartbreak and finding love because I created my own process to call in my own partner. So um, who knows what's next? He has four kids, maybe like step back. But I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing because
2: I'm a step parent, and there are, it, it is very. Um- it's very, there's a lot of layers to it. So oh,
3: you, I'll hey. come back. Yeah. I'll come back, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually should interview you, but, um, so that was all unfolded 10 years ago. And then, um, obviously I, so that was at 30 years old. I'm now 40. And so I navigated through my thirties, just like either hiding or getting back out there and, you know, getting heartbroken again, those short stints that we were talking about earlier. And then I actually had a, and I, I'll Get into the the dramatic details in a second, but I really actually got my heart broken for the last time, as I plan it, um, four years ago, and that really was the catalyst because I was already a coach, and that was the catalyst that I was like, I'm going to make my niche heartbreak because this keeps happening to me, and I now know that I really am the creator of my experience, and I attract the mirror images, and I could see like my insecurities him reflecting the back, and I was like, and I would Google like. Heartbreak coaching, and I found random things, but nothing like, bam, yes, this person is speaking my language. And I was like, it's me, it's me. do this. And so I like put it out there that I just got dumped and this was how I was going to move through it. And then it just became what it is. So, um, but of course it was that rock bottom relationship 10 years ago that really is like the worst of the worst because I had no tools. And ultimately I knew who he was. We were actors in New York and I knew who he was. We were friendly, but I thought he was trouble. I saw the way he treated his other girlfriend. So going back to your point, Lauren, about, um, Like you shouldn't be heartbroken over him because it was like, I saw the writing on the wall, I knew he was trouble. But of course, I mean, he really and truly is a full-blown narcissistic sociopath. Just according to all my research, I'm obviously not a psychologist or some I don't have some fancy degree to officially diagnose, but I have done tons of research and just no empathy, complete discarding, no responsibility for any of the words or the promises, the backstabbing, the cheating, the gaslighting, all of it, pulling me back in, discarding me back out. You're crazy to think that I would do these things to you. I would never do these things to you. He ultimately got a dog with another woman and like just told me that he was getting the dog for us to come closer together. And every I love all your faces. and everybody, like, you know, just was watching it and seeing it in this like tight-knit theater circle. And um, I just kept finding, you know, underwear that wasn't mine. And I know oh. it's like also, <laughs> How, how could you stay, Claire? Like How could you stay? But I was so broken. I was so insecure. I was broke as a joke. I was so lost. I hated myself on so many levels. And from the outside, I was an actress. I, I did pretty well, like... A, You know, relatively speaking, like on the outside, people would have thought like, wow, she's chasing her dream, has great friends, I have supportive family, but I was just always hurting and never felt like I was enough, and I looked to men to validate that I was, and it was just, we were like a moth to a flame, like narcissists and empaths just go like this and it was just under a year that we were together making up and breaking up and then it just you know blew up on uh, on a on an upper west side street corner on a monday evening <laughs> Where yeah. i was just like you are doing something not like faithful to me. And I just called him on it and he's like, You're crazy. He refused to let me come to his apartment, which, hello. And uh, now that other woman that he was dating simultaneously were dear friends. I went to her wedding and, uh, Yeah, we are like bonded. Like we have like an identical trauma bond because he triangulated us. She was so pathetically in love with him, and he felt sorry for her, but he had to work with her. And I was just this insane, crazy person. He was he was concerned for my mental health, and just like calling me the craziest. But the thing is, is that also I'm like, yeah, I was crazy because you gaslit me and you like completely psychologically broke me down. You knew exactly what you were doing. Even his family members were like, yeah, we've seen him do this to women for years and uh, the rest is history. And then like it's just been building myself back up. And I can honestly say the relationship that I'm in now, I couldn't be in if that experience didn't happen. And it's like, if anyone out there is listening right now and you're heartbroken and just thinking what does she even mean by that i i thought the same thing but truly if you do the work if you sign up for my program or buy my course <laughs> right. if you do this work like you will it's going to be brutal it's going to be painful it's going to be excruciating you're going to be looking at like all the ways that you've rejected yourself which had you attract this person but you really will and i never thought for years i even think like at 35, like five years ago, I I still wished that didn't happen to me. And now I'm like, that is the best, hardest thing that ever happened to me.
1: So given that you are our heartbreak to happiness role model, how on earth did you go from shambles to meeting the love of your life who also appears on your website like you are not afraid to show this person to the world and what may come from that and like he's out there so he's a part of your life very much now like a success story how on earth did you find him and how do we do it
2: yeah like what those those first steps claire like because you did to piggyback on what jen's saying like You did talk about how everything's so overwhelming. I think that's why heartbreak and breakups is so scary because there's just like, you're like questioning yourself and then you're, what did this person do to me? And like, there's all these things. Like, where do you even fucking start, right? That's what is so debilitating to get to- where Jen's saying to get to finding the guy that you found like
1: no I also he, really want to know where you found him does he have yeah, siblings also, was he on an app does he have How a do brother we do it? Oh my they're God. like
3: there's four siblings two brothers two sisters they're all settled down they're all super close they're all just kind amazing good midwestern people and I'm like where do you guys come from and in my opinion they're all beautiful it's like I can't take it they're just like good solid people but Great question. So here's the deal. I offer three results in like, my programming course, and it starts with Stop Wanting Him Back. And I m- mainly use the pronoun him because of my own experience as a straight woman, but it, it, my program's for all women. Anyone can buy the course. And so there's a five-step process to Stop Wanting Him Back, and that's cut contact And everyone wants to argue with me that cutting contact means you freaking block him on Venmo, like every single (laughs) channel that you possibly can. And any mutual friend, any family member, anyone that's going to bring up anything triggering for you as you are protecting yourself and your sanity and your heart and your mental and emotional well-being, like cut it off. Oh, I don't want them to think that like I care. And like, I really bonded with his sister. Fuck that. Do you yeah. care about your bond with your ex's sister, or do you care about your emotional health and well-being and getting over him? And and look, some people are good people. Like this is, you know, some of your like my ex from four years ago. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him, but like he's not a narcissistic sociopath, right? Like they're they're good people that leave us. So I'm not trying to make everybody that breaks up with you like a demon, right? I just want to make that clear. But even the good guys. You have to cut contact on all levels. It's just, it's, it might seem very simple because you're all nodding your heads, but you have no idea how many people want to be like, Bud, it's his birthday. but his dog is sick. Uh, like, oh, the bad.
0: pets. The pets, man. The pets <laughs> is what... Those are the things that people are like, yeah, but you know, I just love the dog. It's like, fuck the dog. I love dogs. I love, yes. I love animals, but
3: I had fuck to let go the dog. That's hard. Yeah. What happened? So, cut contact. Second step is let your heart break. I'll just move the rhythm a little bit more quicker. The third is create closure. You don't need to hear from him or ask one more question to get an answer so that then you can move on. No, we will create the closure for yourself. The fourth step is fall in love with yourself. So that's like the second section and the results that I offer. Date yourself before you get back out there. And everyone's like, I am dating myself. I exercise. I eat healthy. I meditate. I'm in therapy. There's something going on that had you attract that person. Just be with yourself, healed, and figure that out. And it's like all different for everybody. And I have a bunch of videos in that section. It can be your relationship with body, your, your body, your relationship with money. Um, even in that fall in love with you section, I have them do work on believing that love is in the cards for you. Because it's often, I think that people fall into a slippery slope of I'm taking a break from dating, but they don't do any work on their mindset about dating. And so taking a break from dating doesn't really work if you're not doing the inner work and really managing your mind about your belief that you are going to find your person. It's just that you're currently dating yourself. It's not taking a break from dating. You're dating yourself. And then we move into the find someone better section, which there's a whole process for that. So first, we create the person. Like, who is this person? He's literally walking the earth right now because it would be a little bit weird if the person hasn't been born yet. (laughs) So it's like he exists. Who is he? What are like the traits about him? We get into what his negotiables and your non negotiables are, right? Like the obvious ones loyalty, monogamy, want the same things in life. But then there's other things like I call them um, negotiables, like he really needs to want to travel. I'm like, well, what if he doesn't want to travel, but he's amazing on all the things? It's like these things that we get into our heads that like he has to be these things. Like I'm obviously drinking the self-help Kool-Aid. My boyfriend is a lawyer. Like he is very emotionally available and amazing. He really couldn't give two shits about therapy. And he's like very interested in what I do, but he, he's not like, oh, I think I really want to hire a, health, a, a life coach now, right? It's like, I don't need him to have the like everything just like me, right? So it's just... And some things you will want that, right? So we get into what are the most important things and can you hold that plan loosely? Because I was living in LA uh, two years ago when I met him. And um, let me tell you something. If someone said, hey, he's not officially divorced yet. He lives in Santa Barbara. He has four kids. And I don't know if all the healing has been done, but are you interested? I would have been like, hell no! No! Right. But it's like we met, he dropped the four kid bomb on the first date. But there was like enough there for me to know that I was interested in hearing more and wanting to get to know him. And obviously, the rest is history there. So we create the person and then we think about the person that we want to become to attract that person. So this can be a little bit of a slippery slope because I'm not trying to get all anti-feminist of like conforming to the woman that you think he wants him to be, but you're wanting to attract someone who's way more up-leveled. And like, as we discussed before, like attracts like. So you've got to start up-leveling yourself and your thoughts about you to make that vibrational match. And then we also manage your mind on dating apps. The dating apps are the best way to find your person. If you have drama about the apps, we clean that shit up. And then you get out there and you find him. We do work on taking things slowly. We do work on freaking out about getting hurt again. And we do date evaluations, what worked, what didn't work, what what we would do differently next time. And then we create a belief man plan. What are the thoughts that you would think with him here? And you commit to those thoughts and feelings. So, like, an example, I mean, guys, I'm glad we're recording this at 6 p.m. because Bachelorette is on at 8 p.m. Like, I'm such a bachelor man. <laughs> and I, like, one of my thoughts was, well, I I love coming home on a, usually they're Monday nights, right? But I love coming home on a Monday night and, you know, having like a delicious glass of red wine, watching The Bachelor with him, him eye rolling me, getting so emotionally invested in these characters, right? Like I imagine that my man was probably not going to be a fan, but he would like grin and bear it with me. Like just getting really detailed and playing with the fantasy because This is what everybody does. And we're humans and this is very normal, but this is the purpose of the coaching. We spend so much time ruminating on the past and what didn't work. We spend so much time in the present saying, he's not here. Where is he? Dating sucks. Dating's hard. And we spend like this much time to no time thinking about his existence, where he is, who he is, what your thoughts about him are, what your thoughts about you are in the relationship what your thoughts would be in the relationship, how you would show up. And that literally changes your energy and it makes dating so much more fun. And then when you keep swiping on the obvious um, doozies on the apps, you're not going to care because you're spending so much time in your head and your heart and your body knowing that he exists. I know that was a lot. But I have no. two.
0: I have a two. I have a two-parter on that. <laughs> I have a two-parter. First okay. of all, I just I want to say that I'm glad that you brought up the in-between self-work stuff because you know it did a little bit on the on the website and everything. It does kind of look like you're like get over this, but get under this. Do you know what I mean? Or like get to the yeah, next yeah. person. Stop wanting
3: him back and find someone better. Well, that's the hook, Rob. Yeah,
0: yeah. I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. A lot of people do do that, especially in this city and in major cities. They they the, the quickest way to get over somebody is to get
3: under someone
0: right exactly but the one of the things that's like attractive about this program that you mentioned is like getting to the point where you can know that you attract everything in and that you do the self-work and that you put that energy out there and like abraham hicks was a huge person for me when i was going through stuff that's how i met abraham hicks was through my breakup all the stuff led me to this person who I was like, wait, this person talks through a dead person talks through and then, blah, blah, blah. But the shit she was saying, saying made sense. So I listened, you know?
3: Love it. Yes.
0: And that's how I started believing, like, oh wait, I do this shit. I manifest this stuff. I bring in my own. Um, so I'm happy you said that, you know, uh, because I think that's a huge part of what it is that is probably making you very successful. To that note, it sounds like you do a lot. So like is this something you buy into? Is it a course that you can like, just like, are you with that person throughout? Like, are you like, Hey man, I'm, I'm your coach from now until like wedding bells. Or is it like, is it like we, you know, like a therapy session where we zoom once a week, or is it like, I buy your DVD and then I watch you, you know what I mean? Or I I go through whatever I'm at at your thing. I turn it to like chapter six and then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to manifest, you know, like, so,
3: I work, I have um, currently three different offers where I work really high end one on one for six months. I have just limited spots for that. Really, the main offer is, or like I think the juiciest offer is my one year group program where you have access to my 60 video library. So you've got the introduction section that like sets you up with all the mindset tools, sets you up for success in the program. Then, you know, as I mentioned before, the stop wanting him back section, the fall in love with you section, the find someone better section. So there's 60 videos. So you can access those videos whenever during the one year group program. And then I meet with my clients. I meet, in, for three group calls with the people who are in the program. So we've got women all over the world in Sweden, Germany, Ukraine, um, I mean, all over the United States, Detroit, oh, London, New York, LA, Nashville, Dallas. It's like, I, we're just going over it today. There's just people all over. It. It's incredible. Rome. And so we do three different times.
0: I should jump into your group and like pick Find My Future Girlfriend. Yeah, you're still
1: <laughs> healing, Rob. Let them heal and date themselves. If
3: not, listen. Russian, Russian, but I love it.
0: They'll be near the end. They'll be near the end.
3: Uh, yes. I mean, we, I only launched this program in April officially. So yes, yeah, so we've got some available, amazing women coming, coming your way. Rab. So then we also, I also offer something in the program called, so there's the three calls a week. You have access to all the recordings if you don't make it. And then, um, something called ask a coach where they can write in anytime with any question and get a coached response within 24 hours. So, you know, obviously we all love, you know, bitching and dishing with our girlfriends, but if you really want like, the up-leveled coached response. How do I really want to process this? That's what the program is for. Now, that is an expensive offer. So then Right now, I'm currently offering the course alone, just the video library, through the holidays, through December 31st. And that's much more affordable. And you have lifetime access to those to oh, those videos. That's cool. awesome. Now, so your program, you said, is one year. Does that mean it should take one year
1: to fully get over somebody? Is there a time limit for when you should be like, all right, heartbreak over, moving on now?
0: Yeah. Do you like, like, like chop, 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 Sarah, chop, chop, Sarah, you're behind the rest of the group call.
3: Yes, not at all. So everybody comes in at different times. And and actually someone who just joined the program asked me that question because everybody is in different, um, spots and they get so much. Coaching out of watching each other because you're still just watching the power of the tools, or you can be like, "Whoa, I've come so far!" Right as well, and the people that are further along, and I don't even like to say further along because you just are where you are, and there's no race, right? But that um, it's really inspiring watching the other women who have been in the program a little bit longer and kind of know the ropes, but. I really know for sure because I've been doing this for 6 years you 100% could heal your heart and find someone better in a year if you are committed to the process. And the women who are showing up consistently for majority of the calls, right into ask a coach, raise their hand are the ones that are really moving along, attracting totally different people. People are already in great new relationships and it's it works if you're committed and you do it and You're coachable. Like, are you willing to hear the hard thing? Like, one girl came back today and I really, in the most tough love way, and she knows me well enough. We've worked together. She's been in the program since April and she was like, I felt like you're messing bit mean. And I was like, I knew you were going to interpret that. And I purposely didn't sugarcoat it because we've coached on this like four times and you need to hear it like this. And I'm willing to risk you not liking me or thinking that I mean for it to finally just land on you. And she was like, everything you said was right. It's just really hard to hear. But are you willing to like do this program, make this investment, show up, hear the things you don't want to hear because you trust me as your coach. There's like so much content out there. You can check out on my website. I've almost 150 podcast episodes, dozens of articles, follow me on Instagram, like my shit works. And this is my message. And this is my style. You've just got to show up and be willing to do
0: it. That's great. I mean, if you're that confident. There's no reason why they shouldn't be that confident about it. Exactly. But the, the, I guess the other thing I wanted to know from you is like, I, I don't put myself back in the dating pool anymore because I don't want to get hurt again. So like, is there a tool that you can get to that you're like, you know, say you put you, everybody does all the steps in your program and then they find that person and that person seems like it's working out and then the shoe drops, you know, you're right. And then, but then you're like, well, fuck, is there like, like, is there an immediate life jacket, like pull the cord, blow on the thing? you know, like that kind of situation? (laughs) I
3: love it. I think that's such an excellent question. So here's the deal. I even say this in my relationship with my partner who I am so convinced we're going to spend forever together. There are no guarantees. There are no guarantees in life ever. We know that now more than ever, right? In this world that we're living in. But what I will say is that is why the purpose of the fall in love with you section is so crucial. Cause I definitely get people who are like, I want to stop wanting him back. And I want to jump in to find someone better. And that fall in love with you work is so crucial so that you really (laughs) knowing that you're not compromising who you are, you are really building yourself worth so much so that when you get out there, you know, one of the first videos in the find someone better section is, I'm, af- I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt again, right? You have to be, and this is the hardest part. Rob, I hope this goes in your collection of moving quotes that you'll never f- forget <laughs> with your Gandhi quote. <laughs> you have to be willing to get hurt over and over and over again in order to find your person. And what I will say is for the people who are like, because I think it's a great point. Well, what if I then start dating someone and I feel really good about it and I'm in this program and I've done all this work and I think that this could be my person and then it turns out not to be my person and I'm heartbroken all over again. Yeah, for sure revisit the stop wanting and back section. But every person where that's happened in the group so far has acknowledged that that was probably the best relationship. Even if it's like short-lived, that's the best person that I have attracted ever in my life and the way that I showed up. And it didn't work out in a much shorter period of time because I clocked the unavailability so much quicker. It might take a few more doozies to get there, but that's where the date evaluations come in. I've got every nook and cranny covered in this process. you got (laughs) to evaluate what worked, what didn't work, what would I do differently next time? How did I show up that I liked? How did I show up that I didn't like? And how would I do that differently? Mm -hmm. And same, like, how did he show up that I didn't like that maybe I was like, oh, I'll give him another chance, date two, date three. And I don't think going out with someone four or five times is a problem, even if you're clocking, maybe they're not available. I just told a client who it's pretty, there's a, a lot there that's not available, but there's like also a lot of good. And I was like, if you need to for yourself, go see him one more time and get like what you really need to know answered. Go. It will hurt. But if you're like wanting, you're, you're hearing from me, it sounds like he's not on, it, it, it sounds like he's unavailable. But there's this other part of you that's like, but, but go find out for yourself. But she probably, if she wasn't in the program, would have dragged it out way longer.
2: Yeah. And that's not like a harm in, you know, there is a process to getting to know somebody. And sometimes that is a little longer than it should be or whatever, but it's so layered. It's definitely important to give yourself that learning curve, right? To like, know, okay, I need to like, stick it out for a little bit more, not to judge somebody like right off the bat, or I need to see what is really happening here. It's like, there's so many layers and there's so many steps in relationships. Even when you're in a committed relationship, like you're talking about Claire, like nothing's forever. Right. I know it's kind of a morbid thought, but like you need to moral of the story realize it's kind of what we saying at the top of the show. Like if you're going to love someone, you're allowing them to hurt you
3: in some way, shape or form yeah. always. It's just, I mean, I still hurt my partner and he still hurts me at times. This course, I mean, it's great
2: for people who are breaking up. But as you were saying, if you're in a relationship and, you know, throughout the course and you meet someone and, and like Rob was saying, then all of a sudden that's not working out or you're in a relationship and there are some things, maybe you need to evaluate some dates or do whatever. It's good for that too, when you, even when you're in it. So it's kind of like a nice layered, realistic version of like the whole process, right? Because it's not just about breaking up. It's like about what you want to find after and how to maintain that. So remind everyone, there's a course that's starting from the 18th, to the thirty-first, right, and where yeah, can I find mean, I at. don't know
3: when this is. Thank you so much, you guys, also for just shining a light on the course. I really appreciate it. Um, it, it actually, like, I don't know when this episode's going to air, but we actually have the course live right now. I'm just not doing an official the course is out until November 18th. It's just my back end kind of thing, but it's available right now. So some people have already found it and
2: bought it. <laughs> and, that, and that's great. So remind everyone where they can find that course and then also listen to your podcast and find you on all the socials.
3: Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, So you can find the course on clairetheheartbreakcoach.com, C-L-A-I-R-E. And you can follow me at clairetheheartbreakcoach. My process, my course, my program, my podcast is called Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. Again, it's for all races, religions, sexual orientations, genders. I just use the pronoun him because of my own experience. So I'm very sensitive and conscious about that because of course heartbreak and finding love is a universal lesson.
0: I just followed you. I am Um. in i'm in
3: we're all in <laughs> oh, wait by the way
1: though claire we started this episode with rob being like um shouldn't you just run for the hills if you don't think somebody's good for you like obviously you should just know better before you get into it
0: and as whoa, this whoa, whoa that is not uh, what i said yes, at all
1: it is that he is said, not you should know no, I, if hills.
0: somebody's horrible for you they're toxic wouldn't you want to not be with them anymore
1: Or maybe you stay with them for two and a half years and then you figure it out. (laughs) I am dating myself. I'm going to jazz night. So if you need me,
3: I'll be doing things I enjoy.
1: Which is great.
3: Oh, fun. Jazz night. Sign me up. Right? And
1: then, guys, listeners, if you're looking for me, you can follow me on social medias at Jennifer Golden. Well, I'm going to.
3: Yeah, and
2: you, and you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social medias. And before Rob tells you where you can follow him and his dating process, don't forget to keep tuning into It's Complicated where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff weekly. And while you're there, subscribe, rate, comment, share, tell a friend. And Rob...
0: You can find me on Instagram and Instagram only at ForeversEvers, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-S-E-V-O-R-S. You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. It's complicated.